Welcome to The Living Podcast. My name is Rosemary Burgos, and this space was created to share my soul's journey through the human experience. It's a place for questioning our thoughts, opening our hearts, and our minds. I hope you enjoy. Today I'd like to share with you guys who I am and what has brought me to wanting to open up my life to share on a podcast. Introductions are always funny to me because it's a place where we identify as in all these different roles we play in life and at the same time, this is this is why the podcast exists, it's our soul here having this human experience, trying on new flavors and new ideas and figuring out how they're supposed to navigate all these different identities. So for 3D earthly purposes, I'll share that I'm a mother of five. I work full time uh, managing about eight different companies of which my family mostly started. Uh, So that makes me a full time career woman. I am an aunt. I am a sister. I am a daughter and I'm a first generation I've always had a passion for professional development before I found spiritual growth and evolving. Um, I'm definitely on a spiritual path. I will say a lot of what brought me here was years of not listening to something that was deeper in me that was trying to nudge at me experiencing different things than I had chosen for myself this current time or at this current position in time. I was on a rapid pace my entire life to get to some level of success. I wanted to be married. I wanted to have a family. I wanted to be a good wife. I wanted to be a great mom. I wanted to be really successful at my profession and my career. And I will say that I had a really, really many years where that worked and that absolutely was given to me a lot I would say that a lot of it was done by my own force um, rather than ebbing and flowing with life but regardless of that it has led me to this spot where after 18 years in my previous relationship I felt I had nothing Quite frankly, the end of that 18-year relationship, 15-year marriage, was a time when I reflected on I had built all these things, I had done all these things, I had accomplished all these things, and it was really um, a point where I could stop and reflect and go, what am I doing this all for? And it led me into a deep dive of learning who I was and who I wasn't. And I would say that I still don't know fully who I am, but I know that I'm on this journey of discovering who I am not. And a lot of discovering who you are not involves looking at all the ways you operate in life. A lot of times when you move at the speed and the energy that I do, you have to be out in the social world a lot. You have to be networking a lot. That was the way I lived a lot of my life. It was nonstop social events, business events, trying to keep up with friends and their lives and what they were doing, you know, birthday party, business dinner, um, conferences, traveling. Um, it was, it's quite a busy life for me. And 
most of my profession has been in agriculture. And at the time we milked cows, we had 2000 um, jerseys. And when you take care of that many animals, you have a lot of phone calls and a lot of fires, if you will, that need to be put out every day. So everything kind of came to a big halt when my marriage imploded. And I started to say, what is this all for? What am I doing this all for? I would say around that time, right before my divorce, I started looking into myself. I started looking for teachers to help me identify what was me and what wasn't. I think one thing that we don't do a great job of in society is allowing a lot of space to look back and reflect on what's working and what's not working. You know, we've been ingrained with this idea of you need to have a career, you need to own a house, you need to be married, you need to have kids, um, you need to have nice things, you need to have this huge savings account, you need to you know, have a really great job and you need to be paid really well and, you know, your status is defined by how many houses you have or how much you get paid or what you drive and those things are all really nice to have. But for me, what was lacking was more connection. It was really like, I, I felt more disconnected than I did connected when I look back at my life. I didn't have time for much connection because I was moving at such a speed that I just needed to get things done. I've started unpacking the last probably two to three years um, more intensely about where my beliefs come from, where my values come from, what do I value, what don't I value, because a lot of times we just value what we've been told or raised in, you know what I mean? It's, it's the culture that tells us it's the people around us. We come into this world pretty pretty clean as infants and pretty open-minded and just curious about life. And then naturally our parents help mold us and our teachers help mold us and our peers help mold us. And all of a sudden we start to learn that connection happens through how we behave with others. And people experience or tell us what level of connection they're willing to give us based on how we behave. And we start to morph and we start to adjust and we start to do things that we don't necessarily want to do because we'll be in connection and we'll be loved and we'll be accepted and we'll be liked. And that's not all bad. It's all just a part of the journey. But as, as I approach this spot in my life, it was like, yeah, I need to stop doing all those things because I've done all those things. And here I am broken. I felt really broken at the time, even though I know we're never broken. Uh, I felt really hopeless, helpless. And I kind of felt like, I didn't kind of felt, I definitely felt, what, what was I doing? What was I here for? And it opened me up to really connect with God, if you will, some people call it the universe, source, um, however you identify with something much larger than us and the whole reason we're here. It really opened me to question everything I've ever done, why I did it, what made me make that decision. And it, it started helping me track 
what led up to the decision-making processes, and it involved a lot of slowing down. So I called this podcast The Living Podcast because that is my practice, is living. I don't have um, a way to not work. I don't have a way to not be a mother. I don't have a way to, nor would I want to, by the way, let me just make that clear. But I guess what I'm saying is you can't slow down and just sit under a tree. You can't slow down and just lock yourself in a house in a room. I'm living every day. However, the way I live today is much different than I used to live and that I slow down to try to be more present in every moment to make sure that I'm making the decision from what feels right in my body versus what my mind has been trained to do or say. And it's definitely a hard practice because as um, is it, it's a natural human experience to lose your shit or to be upset or to have someone make you sad or angry or hurt. And in those moments, it's been a requirement for me to slow down even more and to see how I'm living in those moments. Um, It's not about perfection. It's about accepting where you are and who you are, accepting that I'm always going to be learning, accepting that I'm always going to have a moment of messing up, accepting that that mess up is necessary for me to see what I need to see about myself. So who am I? I'm a soul having a human experience on earth. I'm having a lot of experiences throughout my life that have led me to raise five children. I've learned that I'm a person that really, really loves connection, that really loves seeing people more than just surface level. I've learned that life has taught me to be very closed off and very hard on the outside, to look very tough and exterior, on the exterior. But in reality, that's not me at all. I'm actually really soft and tender inside. And as I say that, um, there's a part, there's still a part of me that is really uncomfortable with the world seeing all that and knowing all that. Uh, there's a, a part of a, a toughness about me that has protected me, or at least I thought it was protecting me. And um, this first episode is obviously going to out that for me. And um, that's really vulnerable and scary. Uh, Oftentimes we walk around the world with our guards and our shields up. And I would call that surviving or um, being ready for attack. And, you know, these are things that can be, we're all immigrants to the United States or maybe wherever we are in the world listening to this. Our families have had generations of trauma and survival and fight and grit and all that has been passed on through each and every one of our upbringings and through our bloodlines. There's had to be a lot of like nervous system adjustment to my life, a lot of recognizing how tense my body is, a lot of recognizing where I keep tension in my body every day and how can I let that go a little bit? How can I slow that down? So that's my practice today. That's who I am. If I had one thing to say to everybody is your life's been perfect to where it is and my life's been perfect to where it is and it continues to show itself to be perfect where it is. It's imperfectly perfect. Everywhere, everything I've ever had to go through has been a lesson 
And this by no means is a way to dismiss any trauma, a violation, or attacks that have happened to someone. It just means that all in all, there's been something I can learn about myself through those processes so that I can see why I behave the certain way that I do. I was having a conversation with someone about how people interact with us. We live in a society that definitely likes to operate in victimhood. And there's a place where I've gotten to now, which has been a lot of growth (laughs) and time, where before someone could do something and I would place intention on what they did. I would place motive and I would really get upset and want to blame them for their shitty behavior. And what I've come to learn now, thanks to my great people who are, who are, you know, ahead of me and on this path is we only do shitty behavior because it's a way usually to protect ourselves in some way. And so learning to let go of, of that protection allows us to stop acting out of character, out of authenticity. I won't say character because that's just another identity. I should really just say authenticity, who you really are, the truth of who you are. When you have someone who does something that automatically makes your body go into a fight response or a blame response, it usually means there's some past wound that's being kicked up, some past hurt. And it usually has nothing to do with the person who's doing it to you. It actually has to do with the first time you ever felt that way and what you had to do to be able to stay in connection. An example of this I can give you is (laughs) I was raised, um, you know, like I said, by two immigrant parents to the U.S. And crying emotions were not something that was often allowed or there was a lot of space for. There was a lot of space for it when someone died, when someone was hurt. But when someone did something to you that hurt your feelings, it was very much like you got to toughen up. You got to have thicker skin. And I understand that concept and it worked for me a lot of my life and it's a way that it totally works. It can completely work, but it can also turn into a protection mechanism rather than actually feeling the depth of the pain that needs to be felt of someone hurting you. And maybe that person intended to hurt you. Maybe they didn't intend to hurt you. You don't know that answer, but our brain will automatically put a conclusion to if they were or were not. And it's really, it's it's not about that at all. It's about what was this mechanism of being tough and cutting off the emotion of feeling the pain of being hurt really doing for me? Because sometimes life sucks. Sometimes people do shitty things. And sometimes it hurts like hell. And when we teach our kids to close down and stuff the feelings, to suck it up, right? To not feel the hurt, to not cry about it, to, I mean, some parents even teach revenge. Mine didn't, but I know some did, right? They'll get theirs. Let's get back at them. That'll make you feel better. It's all a cover for just the sadness that you feel in your heart. And it actually promotes more disconnection from the person than connection. And that's really a theme of my life that I think I found is that I always wanted deeper connection with people. And some people were available for it and some were not. When I talk about deeper connection, it's more than the how's the weather, how's your family, do you have any trips planned? It was more about I'm having a tough time right now. And I know 
you're not a person I would normally share this with, but it's just, it's crappy. The, how are you doing? I'm okay. I'm fine. I'm great. Even when you're not, it's just, it just no longer works for me. It actually drains a ton of energy from me to have those conversations. And it's not that I don't care about these people. I absolutely do care about them, but it's the level at which they're able to connect or not connect. And when I was running at the speed that I was running at, it was clear to me that I, 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 I couldn't get that level of connection. And the fact that I had lost it in my marriage and my family, you know, um, with my last two kids at home, really woke me up to a place of, I got to do things differently. And it's led me to really come up with ideas and even in the way I do business, You know, the way I did business 10, 15 years ago is not the way I do business today. And it's because it's really in service to connecting with every teammate I have, to creating that connection at a deeper level everywhere I go. And it's been beautiful to watch businesses transform with their culture and with their people because that's what's able to be accomplished now through the divinity of connection. So... (laughs) An introduction to me is is this episode and all the things that I'm currently working on and going through in my life. All the, I'll call it pattern interruption of looking at how I operate, where I operate. Um, Everywhere I go, it's like a huge observation of how am I interacting with this person and what do I see when I interact with this person and oh, I feel something in my body right now that makes me want to punch this person. What's that about? Let's look at that. Let's get curious. Oh, this person makes me want to close down and run away. Why is that? So it's a constant questioning of my life and every thought that runs through my mind and recognizing that every thought doesn't have to be real. Every story doesn't mean that it's true. So this podcast will be about experiencing all my experiences, I should say, about what that's like. To walk through life and go, "Mm, I don't think that's right. I think this needs to be more this way for me. Basically, in my book, there's two ways to live life. One is by force, which I did for a long time. And one is by connection and seeing what unravels. Seeing how it unfolds. Trusting that God, the universe, source, whatever you call it, has me held now. And so I look forward to sharing that with you. This concludes our episode on The Living Podcast with Rosemary Burgos. Thanks for listening, and I hope you have a blessed day.